Welcome to It Starts Within, a podcast from Platinum Performance, where we'll dive into the health challenges faced by veterinarians and horse owners alike. Join us for inspiring stories about the latest advancements in equine care, treatments, and comebacks. You'll hear interviews with elite competitors, innovative researchers, and the veterinarians that devote their lives to horses and the humans that love them. At Platinum Performance, we know the power of nutrition starts within. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Jesse Bangoa, and today on the podcast, I have two powerhouses of the Arabian horse world joining me, and that's the dynamic husband and wife duo of Joel and Ashton Kiesner. Welcome, Joel and Ashton. Thank you for being here with me. Glad to be here. Hi. Thank you, Jesse. Hi. And, you know, now Joel and Ashton are coming to us not from their native Tennessee today, but from Scottsdale, Arizona. We're in the midst of a final prep for the Scottsdale Arabian show, which is really one of the most significant shows in the Arabian world. So if they sound calm and rested and relaxed, it's all lies, people. <laughs> no, I think these guys are old pros at this and they've, they've got it down and we'll kind of learn um, learn about that in the coming few minutes. And, you know, together, Joel and Ashton own and operate Kiesner Training um, at a gorgeous facility in the Smoky Mountains. And they're known and respected far and wide for the impact uh, that not only they, but their horses have made on the Arabian world. So they, they breed, they train, and they show national champions. It's just what they do. Um, and they're also known for the tremendous attention to detail that goes into their program. So, you know, after bragging you guys up for the last few minutes, I want to get into the nitty gritty with you. And Joel, I want to start with you in the hot seat. Um, well, first of all, I'm not sure you got the right person. Yeah. Really? Oh no. No, I think I, that, that I think was the, a lot. I think the bragging was right. So let's let's go. Um so you can't you can't see the red in his face, but let's let's put him in the hot seat. Right. So the Kiesner name has quite the history and reputation in Arabian horses. So if you'd share some of that with us, I think I want to learn more about it. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear it because you guys have a great story. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about your history in this world? Um, and how, how the program has evolved. Um, sure. Um, I think you'd have to go all the way back to my parents. Um, they were Arabian horse trainers and they had a, uh, a, a, a pretty big business at a time when uh, really nobody really knew how to be in the horse business. You know, back in the, uh, back in the 70s, it was, it was just all, you know, so, so different. Um, so we kind of stand on their shoulders. There's, you know, everybody that, that was, you know, had a training business and going around showing horses in the early 70s and on. It's kind of breaking ground for the rest of us that now, you know, there's, there's a big horse industry. There's all kinds of disciplines that you can show in. And the roadmap is kind of out there for, you know, maybe couples like us or young trainers, you know, that you can, you can kind of follow to have success. Um, but, uh, so I grew up in the business with my parents and, uh, and then started my own business. Um, well, I, I kind of never got out of it, but, but really, you know, I was kind of fumbling around. I didn't, I didn't really, <clears throat> I just really didn't have a purpose. <laughs> and, uh, you know, training horses, doing pretty good. I'd work for, you know, my dad, who was a great horse trainer, and my mom, who's a good horse trainer, um, the LaCroix. And so I was, I wouldn't say that I was honing my craft. I was, uh, I was learning how to train horses kind of at my own pace. And uh, maybe we had, had won a few things, but really when I met Ashton, um, my life came into a lot more focus. And, um, you know, working together just really allowed me to, to be as good as I could be. And, uh, you know, there's a couple other things that, that maybe, you know, looking around, I, I, you know, I was in my early thirties at that time and I kind of thought, well, gosh, I haven't done anything. I had all this opportunity and I hadn't done anything, um, of any note. <clears throat> so, so when Ash and I got together, um, it just gave me just all the pieces came together and it allowed me to be as good as I could be and, um, and, you know, try really hard at that and, and, uh, 
and Ashton is is uh, just 25 years now. We've been married, and um, we're uh, I think we're a pretty good team. So I'd say so. I'd say that something's working for you guys. So well done. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of a brief history, well, I guess. That's very nice of you to to say all that. Obviously, Joel is overwhelmingly, um, immensely talented, and I guess you know when when you start to get on a roll, then then it all comes together and it all it all works. Now, I I think Funny. that it's pretty obvious. You guys are an amazing team, <laughs> and you know. Uh, next to every very wise and talented man is an equally wise and talented woman. So it's uh, it's Man. pretty cool what you guys have been able to do together um, because you you know you take on um, you're a team in every aspect of it, but you really have sh have really shined bright in individual areas of of the business. It seems like so. Um, tell me about that. You know, you guys have an amazing track record in the show ring, um, but also in the breeding barn. Yeah. We we um, never really set out to breed as many stallions and mares as we do, and it's just kind of evolved because I think we were just having, well, these great stallions just came into our lives and just kept coming into our lives, and so we just had tremendous opportunity there, and we thought, gosh, if, if we don't take advantage of this, then we're crazy. Um, so we have had just um, a whole lot of good luck um, with these stallions that have come into our life. I mean, of course, so it, it kind of started with Noble Express and um, Dave Linegar and, and the Shays. Um, Fires there. And, and it's interesting that mo all the stallions, none of them have really, none of them come to us as um, proven stallions or proven show horses that would have that chance. They came in, most of them as young horses, trained in show. They, yeah. they became, you know, uh, noteworthy horses. And then they just stayed in and uh, stood at stallion with us. And Ashton, um, it handles all of that. She, you know, she communicates with so many people on a daily basis, doing, you know, the breeding of the outside mares, not just our own, but uh, breeds hundreds of mares a year, or is responsible for the collection and, and shipping the, out the yeah. shipping out of hundreds of which is really fun because you get to talk to so many different people and vets and mayor owners and stuff so that's a whole nother side that's really fun um as a as well as our training business which you know our customers are amazing and and stuff like that and a lot of our customers breed so it's been nice to incorporate the training and the breeding um all together yeah oh yeah i mean it's it's, it's it, incredible it, go ahead it Joel. Really dovetails because we're we're breeding the kind of horses that we want to ride um so you know the all the stallions that we have are horses that we've shown that we like and um and then we you know ashton and i and our clients um you know we figure out the best way to cross those stallions and and uh and so we're we're lucky that we get to keep breeding the horses that we want to to show. So it's um it's yeah, pretty fantastic. We've, we've shown a lot of the mares that we have. Um, we've shown all the stallions, and and so it is. It's really really personal when you know when we do breed that, or when somebody else buys a breeding or something. You know, it is. It's a continuation, and it's really neat to see even you know in the show ring and other barns and people really enjoying those horses it's it's really rewarding that way yeah that's how the breed evolves so much you know when you when you look at really talented horse people that have such an eye like you all do and you're breeding in the direction of horses that you want to enjoy you know and that you want to show and they're versatile and it's uh it's it's really how a breed evolves and grows to be something spectacular so you can definitely see that and what you do and you know i'm curious because i i feel like so many other breeds and disciplines in the horse world to to them the realm of the arabian horse is kind of this mysterious culture all all on its own 
And can you guys walk me through some of the nuances of the breed and what makes Arabian horses so special and so unique? Um, because they are. And they're the same, but they're different than a lot of, you know, and also the show, the sh in the show pen, the, the Arabian shows are the same, but they're different than a lot of the Western and English shows that so many of our listeners may think of. So can you kind of walk me through the breed, how it's evolved? And also, you know, you're, you're sitting right in the midst of this spectacular show, the Scottsdale Arabian show. What, what's so different and special about it? Um, well, the evolution would definitely be be you know something that you've seen maybe a little more than me, but um, I think the Arabian horse is just so unbelievably diverse. There's just so many different things the Arabian horse can do, and that's why our, I think they're so big, and sometimes they're so long. And I think here at the Scott Still Horse Show, there's like I don't know seven different rings or something going on. It's it's insane, and we have like our national championships um, are even broken up by the youth national championships and the sport horse national championships. Um, and then, um, you know, it, it's of course our U.S. national championships in, in Tulsa, um, but they're so diverse and there's so many different disciplines um, that they can do and how that evolved, I mean, yeah, no, no. I guess they started off as being versatile, and it, it's just kept going. Um, but, but speaking about the Arabian horse, um, I like to say that um, if you have uh, um, a cow who may be very smart, but most if you look at a cow, they just kind of look at you blankly back. And if you have a dog and you look at it, and they look at you with intelligent eyes as if they want to do something for you, and they're, they want to please you, I would say, <clears throat> don't be offended, rest of the people out there in the Republic. <laughs> I know, <okay>? I know. <laughs> Arabians are much closer to the dog that looks back at you with intelligent eyes and really, really wants to please you. And a lot of the other breeds I've been, encountered are a little closer over to the other side. They don't inter interact with you the same way. They just don't. Arabians are so bright, they're so intelligent, they'll do anything for you. And they have a lot of, um, they have a lot of energy and a lot of wind. And I think because of that, they get really misunderstood a lot. It's sort of like, you know, when you, um, people talk about dogs, sorry, but if you have a collie, they're, they're kind of hyper dogs and everybody says, oh yeah, but you gotta, you know, they're, you, you gotta really work at it. You gotta um, make sure they get out and make a job. It's the same thing with Arabians. They're really intelligent. They have a lot of energy. If you need to put in the time um, and, and use your brain, they're wonderful. They're, they're, they're incredible animals. If you just want a horse that you can, you know, on the way home from work Friday afternoon, pick up a six pack of beer and put the, uh, hang it over your saddle horn and go for a ride, having not touched your horse all week, Probably the Arabian is not your horse, <laughs> um, but um, uh, but but we love them and and you can train them you know so deeply, um, you know you 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 can keep going. They're so intelligent and so apt physically to do a lot of different things. Especially the horses that we've bred now, they they are bred to do no matter what it is. But the Western horses have really differentiated themselves in, in their discipline. Our, our English horses, they just look like they're supposed to do their job now where, you know, 30 years ago, they didn't look like that. They, yeah. Their necks were stuck out of them and, and what they called, you know, great motion and, and English horses. Um, there's still a lot of nostalgia about that, but they're not the same. So, uh, so that's what I love about Arabians. I hope I wasn't, uh, didn't. Step, step too far. No, I, lo I love how deeply you love your breed, you know, and I think they are misunderstood. I think a lot of people look at them and they, you know, they, they think they, they're looking at a doll, you know, and what they don't realize is that there is a lot of versatility and there's a lot of toughness there. 
Um, so that's, that's great. You know, it's good to, to help those of us that are not, that don't have our hands on Arabians every day, uh, understand them a little bit better and maybe, um, dispel some of those, those, um, misconceptions about the breed. Yeah. If, so, if somebody were to come to this horse show, the Scottsdale horse show, they would see Arabians doing all kinds of stuff, working cow and raining and jumping, um, Hunter and Western, English pleasure, um, equitation, um, of course, horror, you know, I mean, it's just, it, you would, they would see the Arabian horse doing all kinds of stuff with tiny little kids to, you know, older people, you know, just, just the whole gamut. So Platinum goes every year, as you guys know, to the Arabian show in mm -hmm. Scottsdale. And it's funny because, you know, our team has made up every single person on it, on the advisor team, at least as a, as a horse person. And they do everything, you know, there's jumpers and hunters and dressage and cow horse. And it's funny to see them fight over who gets to go every year. Ah, and, nice. I mean, we, they really do. And it's, it's funny because, you know, a, a lot of us grew up not understanding Arabians when we're in those different disciplines. And the first time that one of them went, um, I'm thinking of my colleague, Haley, she's, she's such a hand and she's a barrel racer and a reined cow horse, you know, winner. I mean, everything she touches turns to gold in the show pen, but she's cowgirl and Haley is, um, she's incredible, but she went to the Arabian show. Cause you know, it, it was time to go to a show and it was Haley's turn to go. And she went, she came back and was like blown away. I mean, at everything that she yeah. saw there and was going, oh my God, you know, it, this was so cool to see. It was like a whole different world, but she was saying how much she had previously not understood how versatile they were, but she was just captivated. And so now they all fight over who gets to go um, because it is such a cool experience to go down and see that. And they talk about the freestyle show and um, they just think it's, it's amazing. So I think that it's that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, to hear. I mean, I would encourage everybody to go and check it out because it is, it's different. It's something that a lot of people don't understand, but it is spectacular when you get the opportunity to see it and to actually see this breed and what they can do. It's, it's amazing. So, and you know, you guys, I, I want to, for a minute, talk specifically about your program because you have had so much success in, in the Arabian world. But I do feel like you have kind of a unique philosophy about how you breed your horses, how you raise them up, how you train them. Um, and it does go back to that versatility and having sound minds. And I think, you know, you have found the secret sauce to creating champions, but it, it also goes back to what you said, you're creating horses that you want to ride and enjoy. So tell me a little bit about that, that training philosophy. And I know that has come down you know, it's, it's genetics and both the breeding barn, but it's also from your parents, Joel. So tell me about your training style and kind of what adds up to create these spectacular horses. Um, well, it does, obviously it does start with, with good horses and, um, you know, you can do your best job training on, on an average horse and it's still going to, it'll be a nice riding average horse. Um, but, um, you know, um, so my dad um, has a has a bit of a dressage influence. I am I've been fascinated by it, um, uh, not as a um, as an end, but sort of as a means to an end. And um, you know, probably about the same time that uh, well, so, sometime around you know when Ashton and I met, just after you know, there's questions in my mind about what is it to be a horse trainer? Is this, you know, we're not saving lives. We're not, you know, we're not really doing anything incredible for, you know, mankind or civilization. W what's the value in it? And so I really started looking deep at that and, you know, trying to read more. And, um, and you know, back in the day, a long, long time ago, um, horses were on horse training and dressage and, and, uh, it was, it was on the level of, uh, of writing and poetry and music and, 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 and this sort of thing. And I, so I decided that if, if I took it to a level that was art, art is worthwhile. All art in, you know, in, in making something beautiful, um, is worthwhile and people appreciate it. Um, there's no point in doing something that's just not, uh, 
not beautiful and that you don't put a lot of yourself into it. So I, um, I just took it upon myself to just go as far as I possibly could and raise the level of what I did and try and make it beautiful. So there's always, there, there could always be somebody out there that makes a horse trot a little higher, maybe gets their head up a little higher, makes the horse try a little harder. But I think what, you know, what Ashton and I strive to do together, we, we are, our, um, our techniques and, and our philosophies really, really blend a lot. We're, you know, we train very similarly now. Um, is to always have it be beautiful. You know, the, the, old, the old Xenophon thing, nothing, uh, nothing forced is ever beautiful. Um, so, you know, we, we start from the very beginning trying to make our horses really, really soft. We don't ever go too far. Um, and push them to a place where they physically or mentally or emotionally get unhappy. Um, and we just try and build them up slowly. And they, you know, as, as they grow up, some of them are ready to go out when they're three. If they, if they need till they're four or five, we wait on them for that. And then we try and, and bring horses out that are, you know, physically, um, emotionally, um, uh, ready to come out and then they express themselves um in a real natural way and they show happy um and uh so um so a lot of it is based on you know just classical horsemanship moving away from pressure um you know legs and hands and 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 trying to mold the horse into into a um posture that um that they can maintain and uh, and have self-carriage um, and then, uh, and at the end of it, you know, we try and make it exciting. So if you go to an Arabian horse show and, uh, uh, at, at, you know, some of our biggest shows and our biggest classes, you'll see some incredible, um, showmanship. I mean, Arabian people can really ride and they can ride, they can go to, I'm just going to brag again, but they can go to another division or uh, breed and they're going to be just fine. Because of what I said earlier, you know, to ride an Arabian, um, you really do have to put some effort into it. And while I, I love them, and I actually love that part of them, um, that you have to work at it. You have to use your head. You can't just show up, you know, once a month and and uh, and just do it. So um, so we like to have exciting performances, you know, in our English classes. Those finals, you know, uh, we try and get them on their feet which Ashton did this year. Um, she had the whole place roaring for her. And, uh, and, and that horse was a horse. I tend to ramble. Am I, is everybody still here? <laughs> no, we're right here with you. Go for it. <laughs> I feel like that horse was a great example of, of uh, I'm going to break on Ashton for a minute. That horse has been around for a while. He was 12 years old. He'd been in three other, three other barns and everybody put their own style on, on that horse. And Ashton did all the work on that horse. And she went slow. That was of a sound mind and body, soft. And when they're soft and happy, they're able to do everything that they're physically and what they were born to do. Um, and, uh, and she went in there and that horse um, and her just lit the place up. Um, it's very exciting. And uh, as they say, the rest is history. I love that. I love a few, you know, so much of what you said, but two things to me stand out. Nothing forced is ever beautiful. And your horses show happy. And I think that that has always been kind of a hallmark of your program. And when you watch, you know, Joel Kiesner or Ashton Kiesner ride into a ring, um, there's a reason the crowd goes wild and it, it's because those horses love their jobs and you can see it. They want to work for you. Um, and it, it goes back to how they've been raised and trained and it's something special. So I am, um, I think the bragging on Ashton is well warranted. So thank you for sharing that with us. And, um, and yeah, I, I just think it's a special thing. Definitely. So, um, I'm, I'm jealous that you all are in Scottsdale and I certainly wish I was there to watch the success I know you're going to have this year. Um, but you know, for a second, I also want to go back to Ashton's other full-time job, which is the breeding barn. Um, and I want to talk about, talk about studs. Uh, let's talk about the stallions for a minute. 
um, because you, you briefly mentioned them, but you guys have some spectacular stallions. And can you take me through a few of them that are, you know, the, the well-known stallions of your program and, and talk about them for a minute, you know, what, what they're like and, um, you know, who they are and why they turn out such, such amazing horses. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a fire's air is like, um, we, we've been standing him. He's, he's 20, 21, he's 20. 20 this year. Um, <clears throat> so we've been standing him <clears throat> since he was three years old. Um, Joel and I were at Shea Stables and saw him as a two-year-old and just fell in love with him and um, bought him for a customer, Bill and Shirley Rylick. And um, so a fire's air he um, went on to win four unanimous national championships consecutively in a row. Um, he won the junior horse and then the open English four times. Um, and that was pretty unheard of for a stallion um, doing it consecutively. Um, he's just an unbelievable athlete. He's just a really intelligent horse, um, just beautiful. Um, and just, just has all the right parts. He's, he's just, you know, his mind is perfect. Um, his, he's built to do it. Um, so he has over 600 babies on the ground and, um, his babies have gone on to win the open. So the open English pleasure is kind of the purebred open English pleasure is kind of the, um, the big class for us. Um, there's a lot of big classes, but I guess it's, you know, it's the premier, um, one. And so, um, so a fire's air did that and, um, you know, that was super exciting and, and, you know, he's, he's just been a great horse for us. Um, and then, um, we got a noble express son, um, named inception and he came to us as a three-year-old and, um, he is again, just a, an amazing athlete slightly different breeding um, than a fire's air of uh, being a noble express son. Um, it's, so that's, it just makes it the perfect cross with the fire's air daughters. Um, and of course we had stood his, his father, noble express. Um, so, um, so anyway, he went on, he won the junior horse um, unanimously, the junior English pleasure. Um, he won the AEPA. Well, first, so the four-year-old is the AEPA. He won that unanimously, then the junior horse unanimously, and then he won the park, um, which is, um, he won that unanimously two years in a row. Um, so all of that consecutively, never had a second place vote, all unanimous, just like a fire's air, which is, again, pretty remarkable. Um, but he he just... Again, he was just a, an amazing athlete. Um, then um, we got another Noble Express son um, named Coltrane, who is um, just this beautiful black stallion, um, again, by Noble Express, out of um, a fire's heir's mother named Brassmas, and um, owned by the Conways. And um, just again, unbelievably talented. He went and won his first time. I think he was top 10 the second year he won the, um, the park and just, uh, just a great feat again, just right down the line with, with Noble Express and, and, and Coltrane. And, um, so then, so we stand him as well, obviously he breeds a bunch of mares a year. Um, then um, we have, of course, Divine Style, uh, who I won the Open English with this year, and Joel won the park on him. And so um, for one stallion, and he's like Joel mentioned earlier, he's 12 years old, for one stallion to win both the English and the park, the way he did is is pretty unheard of um we've we've never done that that was I, no horse has ever done that um 
to win both of those premier classes in the same year with two different writers. Um, it's kind of silly. It's remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's really remarkable. And, um, and that just, you know, he, he's just, um, he's, a, he's a fire bay V son and um, just intelligent and highly game, you know, all these horses, they, they want to, to do this. Um, so then we have um, a, a relatively young stud um, named KW Micah. Um, and he won the, well, he was reserved in the AEPA and then he won the, the junior English pleasure and he was top 10 this year in the big class in the open. And um, he um, is a mamage son, which brought in some different breeding into our program. And he's just this, this beautiful dark bay stallion with this towering neck that comes straight up out of his back. I mean, just his front end and his hind end is, it's, he's just a, a real specimen. <laughs> uh, Franklin Farms out of Washington owns him. And um, he's just he's just been a, a great um, stallion for us and a great addition. And his first full crop hit the ground last year. Um, and um, so another stallion that we stand um, is Saxton DGL, and um, he's in a fire's air son. And he is a remarkable horse, uh, just this beautiful chestnut stallion. Um, he's he's won so much. Um, he won the open English pleasure. He's won the pleasure driving, um, twice. He won the, um, the junior horse. Um, and then he's also won in the, the junior rider division. Um, so his owner, Natalie Lindmark, um, has won in the, we have a 14 to 18, um, youth division and she's driven him she's um one under saddle i mean it's pretty remarkable that this stallion has also competed in one in the youth he probably has about 12 12 national championships yeah he, your your trophy room has to be like a trophy pavilion at your place this is <laughs> well everybody takes them home <laughs> and, and so all these trophies are at at the owner's homes um, but our kids ride. And so we, we've, we've racked up some trophies, um, with our, with our kids. So that's cool. And then one more last, but not least, um, we have a brand new, um, relatively new to the scene. Um, he's just four this year. His name is persuaded by love and, um, he's a persuasion son out of just our, our really great mayor, Ayers Noble Love, um, who's kind of our queen of our barn and, um, and he just won the three-year-old class this year. So he's, he's getting started and um, he's just a, a super cool individual. Um, again, I mean, these guys, they're just all so talented and they come out, they, they, they do their job training. They breed every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And um, they go to shows. I mean, they're just, they're a bunch of gentlemen. <laughs> Well, that is, it's quite the lineup, let me tell you, um, just to, to listen to all of their accomplishments, and they've got so many more ahead of them in the future, and you know, one thing that you mentioned, you mentioned your your kids, I want to ask you about them, because this is a family business, and your girls, uh, are, are, they, are they passionate about it like you are, do you think they're going to follow in your footsteps, they're still young, obviously, but um, tell me yeah. about them. So, well, our oldest, Alexis, she's 21 and um, she's passionate and she, she would be a horse trainer, I think in a heartbeat, um, but she knows that she needs to finish college and <laughs> she knows that, you know, she, she knows that how the ups and downs of the business and, um, but she's super passionate. Um, she started riding right out of the gate, um, and she's won the, the equitation and, um, she won that, the, like the senior equitation two years in a row. Um, and she's a beautiful writer and she's super talented and our youngest, her name is Elowen and she's 16 and she's just a fantastic writer. 
Um, she has won the equitation as well. And, um, and she's, she's passionate about it, but she also, she runs track and she, you know, does all kinds of things at school and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's really awesome to have our kids at the shows and competing. It's really rewarding and fulfilling for Joel and I to, to watch our kids do that and, and to do it together as a family. It's definitely how Joel grew up. Um, you know, his, uh, his parents were, were horse trainers and, and all of his siblings were there um, training and showing horses. And um, I grew up showing horses myself, but my, my parents weren't horse trainers. And I was always super envious of, of those kids that parents were horse trainers. So it's interesting how it's all definitely found one of those kids and now you have two of those kids so that's yeah <laughs> so that's good yeah oh, well that's awesome <laughs> it sounds like yeah. the girls are are also very versatile in their interests but that's that's so cool I mean that is the definition of having it in their blood so pretty neat um and you know I I also want to ask you guys about your program in terms of you know you're known for being incredibly thoughtful um, in terms of your attention to the details of your program and the care of your horses, your horses look spectacular all the time. Um, and that doesn't just happen. I mean, that's good veterinary work. That's a preventive approach to keeping them healthy. Um, and obviously in our wheelhouse, it's, it's good nutrition. So yeah. why are all those things important? You know, obviously they're important, but why do you feel so strongly about them and how do they add up to impact your success? Um, well, it, like you say, um, it, it, it all adds up and it does, you know, it, it does start with nutrition. Uh, we often get horses from other barns and nice horses and whatnot, but they don't, they don't look the same. Um, a pretty plain way of saying it, but, but, you know, cares everything, a horse that is well cared for and, and well fed and well exercised and they're on a good program. You can just absolutely see it. We, um, so interestingly enough, our, our success, whatever it may be, um, took a big jump up in 2003. That was our, that was sort of our breakout year where we had, you know, uh, multiple national championships and, um, and it, it, it was, you know, it was, it was our breakout year for sure. It was also the year if, uh, if you know this to be a fact, cause I do, the the year that we uh that we got on with platinum um and um and and have never left so we use it for you know various things we use it a lot with the stallions as well so every horse in the barn is on platinum um and then you know we'll use the motility uh you know uh things or uh, supplement for some of the stallions not all of them but some of them we use, I mean, you guys have done such a great the job. Skin and, <clears throat> the skin and allergy, the osteon, the yeah. stomach, the electrolytes. Yeah. Every single horse is on platinum performance. Um, I mean, yeah. it, you're a big it, part of our, of our nutrition and, and we definitely tailor to the horse's needs. It's okay. not just a, everyone gets the same thing. If, you know, if this one needs skin and allergy, it will get the skin and allergy supplement. If this one needs the, the osteon, they all get platinum performance. Um, or, you know, this one needs, you know, the motility, that stuff is just fantastic. Um, every time, like all of our horses right now out here in Arizona are on the electrolytes. So um, thank you. We, we really, we yeah. love your product. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we started off with, with just the platinum performance and I don't even, I'm sure you guys didn't have all of the other. No, we didn't. I mean, you guys have been part of our family for going on 20 years now. Yeah, a long that's, time. A, that's a long time. And that is, but, yeah. but you know, the, the thing is, is you guys have, you know, you guys have grown, um, you know, and kept up with everybody's needs because the whole, so you may talk about our attention to detail, but your attention to detail has followed you know, I don't think we're, we're certainly not the only ones that, you know, onion peel, right? You, you peel, you get one layer off and you go, oh, there's another layer. And you can keep going on, you know, and finding new to take care of your horses and, and certainly something you guys have done and given us the opportunity 
to take better care of our horses. And, and we do not, uh, we, we don't fail on that. I mean, we're always looking for better ways. And you guys um, are a, a huge part of that for us. Yeah. And in, in, in the beginning in, in 2003, it was, you know, oh, there's this, this doctor out here in our vet out here in, in California, and they're starting this really interesting program and it's called platinum. And um, so, you know, we got, we got on it and because in Tennessee, you guys are in California and we're like, okay, how's this, work? but it's, it's been awesome. I mean, just the products, I mean, the bio sponge, I mean, it's just yeah the, the, the products list goes on. Yeah. Are, oh, are amazing. It's so cool to uh, to there's hear. There's always somebody else that's trying to come up with something or sell you something that is a maybe it's a knockoff or it's something close. Um, and um, I don't, you know, we just we align ourselves with the best vets, the best saddle makers, the best products, um, and and we just stick with that because you know, the, the other people that start up, you don't know how long they're going to be there. You don't know the, you know, necessarily the quality they, everybody's got, you know, the same thing cheaper or, or something, but, um, it's, it's ne never ends up being that way. It's not the same it's thing. It's not the same. Right. And if it's not the same thing, it's not cheaper, um, because you don't get the same results. So oh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I mean, the pride is all ours because to watch, to watch your success and to look at these spectacular horses and, and know that we're such a, we're a small part of what is going on, but we're sure proud to be, to be that part of it. And, um, it's, it's neat. We don't take that for granted. 20 years is a long time. And, yes. uh, you know, when yes. we say you're part of the family, you guys are part of the family for sure. So, uh -huh. um, so no, it's, it's a really, it's an, it's an amazing thing. And, um, and we're very proud to be, uh, to be uh, in your, in your barn, you know, and part of your program. It's, it's, it's awesome to watch these, these horses succeed and also to be part of a program that, I mean, we know you too, and we know, um, we know the choices you make and it's, um, it's very gratifying to be one of those choices. So thank you for, for your loyalty and your friendship over all those years. And, you thank know, you. I, I want to get back to talking about you guys and the show ring, because, I mean, your program in the show ring has had unparalleled success. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And we've talked about all those little things that add up to that success, but, you know, Joel, I'll put, I'll point this one at you, your, your recognizable force, you know, at these shows and what are you trying to do? You know, when you are ready to rock and you climb into the saddle and you head into that ring, what's going through your head? What are your goals? You know, are you drowning out the noise? Are you feeding off of it? You know, what, what are you thinking when you're, when you're heading into the ring? Oh, that's a, that's a really scary question. You know, <laughs> you're asking him what's going on in his head. Please, please be honest. Cause I feel like this. Would be oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh gosh. Um, well, it, I, honestly, it's probably different at different uh, times. I'll tell you a funny story. Should I tell the spider story? <laughs> this year at nationals i thought it was just funny but um i don't know but i do know i mean there's always a like joel kiesner holler when oh. when the gate opens i do i do know that and um some people like it some people don't <laughs> you know what? i love to show i i absolutely yeah, love showing and the bigger the bigger the stage the more fun it is for me um, I don't, I, I mean, you know, sometimes I get to ride really, really special horses. And one time somebody, you know, somebody younger than me, I guess said, gosh, Joel, he said, I, I was able to buy this really nice horse and these people spent a lot of money on it. Now it's just, it's just eating me up. How do you, you know, how do you deal with the pressure of that? And I said, well, the only thing worse than having the pressure of riding a really good horse is not having the pressure of riding a really good horse. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not riding a really good horse. Um, so when, when I honestly, I love, I love showing, I love getting ready when I'm getting ready for that, you know, the, the big class, um, you know, when I step out of the dressing room, I mean, that's when I feel my best. Um, I just, you know, and then when I, I, yeah, I drowned it all out. I try and just do what is, uh, 
in my preparation, I've got it all lined out. I, I know, you know, by U.S. nationals, I, I take notes on all my horses and, you know, the things that, that I need to, you know, really work on, make sure I don't lose sight of, the things that need improvement, the things that, you know, that, that has to stay good and horses' strong points. So I have all that kind of worked out all, you know, on a, on a uh, um, intellectual level. Um, but when the gate opens, it's just fun. And for me, fun is to try and, and you know, uh, put on a show to make my horse, you know, look as good as it can be to try and maybe bring the crowd into it um, and just have fun. And so, yeah, I, I do have a, uh, as, as we're about ready to go in the gate, I <laughs> do have a whoop that I like to do. And um, I don't know, it's just a part of what I do. If, I, if I'm sitting on a good horse and I'm about ready to go, um, it raises up the level. Sometimes people join me in that few other people, you know, it gets, it gets everybody out, you know, when you're kind of circling, you know, waiting to go in and we all want to hit the gate at the same time, um, raises the level of energy for everybody. And, um, and I love competing. I love, uh, I probably get a little carried away sometimes. I, I, I think for sure I have, um, but I love competing. I love, um, you know, I, I watched some really great classes over the years some of them in saddlebreds, you know, I watched Skywatch and Imperator um, show against each other and oh man, and those guys, they went, I mean, they just, they went after each other, you know, not like physically, but it was, um, if, if they wanted to compare their horse, they would cut directly across the arena to go find the other guy so that they could pass him because they were faster. <laughs> or if it was the slow gate, Don Harris, he'd want to put himself right out there against, you know, the other horses. So um, I, I, I love that aspect of it. And, um, and to me, it's just fun. I mean, uh, no hard feelings. It's just fun. It's supposed uh, to be, I've heard, uh, fun, right? I mean, yes. I think there's, there's a lot of people that forget that, you know, it, it is in fact supposed to be fun. So I would imagine that success follows when you're living it up and loving what you're doing. And, you know, when you've got that, that drive and that passion to show, um, it probably shows in both you and your horse, you know? So I think that's a great thing. And Joel, um, you can't tease the spider story without telling me what the spider story is. I'd appreciate okay. Well, it's, it doesn't, it's not a really good description of, I, I think maybe I did better on my description of how I like to show and whatnot, but I, I was pretty, pretty exhausted at, at the end of U.S. Nationals, we have a really, it's a really long show. And I, we got sick kind of in the middle of it. And I was just- Not COVID. Not, yeah, not COVID. <laughs> um, and uh, so we have a dressing room and it has a cot in it. And the last, really like the last day and a half, last two days, I'd come in, we'd come but in- But it was the, all open classes. Yeah, it was all open classes. So- um, All the amateurs were done. And so I, uh, I'd come in and, you know, you have to come in at, we might have morning classes afternoon. I think I had like on the last day I had five classes to show in. And I was so exhausted, literally the most exhausted I've ever been at, at a horse show period. And I'd go in and I'd lie on, a, on our, our cot in the dressing room. And then when it was time to get up and show, I'd get dressed, I'd get on my horse, I'd go show we had an amazing show where, I mean, we had a string, we won like the last eight national championship classes we were in. It was, it was something, it was insane. And then I'd go back, we'd come back and I'd go back and lay on my cot. And then they'd, you know, it would be time to get up and go again. I'd get up, I'd get dressed. We'd go get on, get on the horse. And, you know, and each time, you know, from laying down, when you're in the zone, and you're, you're on your horse and you, get, you, you give it your all. I never once felt, felt tired on the horse. Then I'd go in and I'd lay down. And uh, so this happened, you know, four or five times in a row. And I came out and we were, you know, joking around with some people in the, uh, in the warm up pen, you know, other trainers and stuff. I said, I'm beginning to feel a little bit like a spider 
where I kind of in my little, my spider's uh, lair, and then I'll crawl out and I'll eat something <laughs> and then I'll go back into my spider's lair. Um, and it was, yeah. Because in those last two days, Joel won every single class he went into. So he won like eight national championships in two days. So Joel, you're such a loser. Crazy. It's so sad. Pretty <laughs> crazy. Well, and Joel, crazy. I have yeah, to tell but you, that's, I was... is, it may sound good, but I thought I was a spider. So it was, it wasn't that glamorous, really. <laughs> I was, I was picturing the story where you found some huge spider on you as you were entering the show ring no. and your roof turned into screaming no. like a girl or something like that. Ah. <laughs> no, I, I had turned into a spider. You, um, you did in fact turn into a spider. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're back. Um, and <laughs> it obviously worked for you. So maybe you should incorporate nap time into your Hopefully show routine moving forward. So, um, well, that is, uh, I, I cannot tell you guys how, how great it has been to get this inside look, not only into the world of Arabians, but into Kiesner Arabians and, and what you do and why you have had the success that you've had. And I think it boils down, you know, outsider looking in to, passion and you've got this true love of your horses, but also of what you guys do every day. I mean, you can hear it when you talk about it, whether it's breeding, whether it's showing, you know, whether it's training at home and certainly with your girls, um, it, it, it's just a, a really special thing to watch. I mean, you're right where you need to be and you're making a huge impact on a breed that you love. And for the rest of us getting to watch, um, it's, it's a neat thing to see. So, um, I'm sure happy that we get to be along for the ride with you. And we look forward to so many more years together. Um, we certainly have had a, a lot in our past and, and there's a lot in our future. So I want to thank you both for joining thank me. Thank you. Uh, we, we thank you for sure. We, we really appreciate your support and, um, and, and your, your friendship and, and it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having us on. We're, we're we're very blessed to be able to do what we love, and that uh, and we're able to continue, for sure. Well, and how about here's to uh, a successful Scottsdale show. I don't even need to say that. I know it's ahead of you, but um, I hope that you have a amazing show uh, in Scottsdale and soak up the weather before you head back to the Great Smoky Mountains. Um, and hopefully we'll get to see you both in person soon, but we'll, we'll, well certainly be watching. Whoever is making the trip out here, the weather looks like it's going to be amazing the whole time. So well, uh, I know they've been fighting like they usually do. So I'm not sure who's coming or who won that battle, but, uh, but yes, there will be very excited platinum, platinum performers at the, at the show. <laughs> well, we'll go awesome. say hi. Deal. That sounds great. Well, thank you both. And I also want to thank our listeners for joining us and, um, and, and to come back for our next episode. But between now and then, take care, you all. Bye-bye.